Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Welcome back, Fem Fam. Did you miss us? Like just us without the guest? (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's been a minute. It has. I was just like, Tessa, we gotta we gotta reel it back to just the two of us. I mean, we already had our coffee today, so we I've had two cups. (laughs) Okay. I'm still in one cup right now and I'm feeling pretty amped. Had a decent amount of sleep. And, you know, November 3rd, 4th, 3rd is tomorrow, election yes. day, y'all. So it's it's a crazy time in Los Angeles. I feel like the, the city really, like, feels uh, and breathes politics here. And so it's just been an interesting time for sure. So hoping for the best. But I mean, I, honestly, though, like, this city is is wild <laughs> from both sides. Too. I agree. So, no matter what yeah. happens, I think someone's trying to so we'll see. We'll so keep I'm going to Tahoe. I won't be here for the aftermath. It's my birthday next Monday. Yay. Yay. I hate that it always falls around election. Like it's 2016 was rough. Let's just say that. So I'm um, I'm not going to be here for a little bit. And I think you're going camping too, huh? Well, not camping. It's a cabin, but oh. <laughs> just not as far away. <laughs> I'm always assuming when Tessa's like going away, she's going camping. I don't know why, but because of quarantine, like that's what's been locked in my head. It's like Tessa's. I've been me. wanting to. So yeah. I mean, but it's starting to get a little chilly. So you know, at night it goes down to like the 60s, which. Can totally do, but I prefer to do it in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> We're on season seven, which mm-hmm. is kind of like amazing and crazy that we were here. I know yeah. we, we've talked about that with you guys already as we, we launched, but like really, like I am so thankful that we've stuck through it because mm-hmm. podcasting, I feel a lot of people want to start that nowadays, and I think go for it. But it is a lot of work if you want to have a continuous audience show and make sure you're bringing in quality content. So I am really proud of us, Tessa. We, we did, did it. You know, we we're here, and I'm still so happy we're doing this. Yeah. It's something that I look forward to doing, and and I think when you have a good system down like we do, mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming. Like it's manageable with yeah. everything else that we're going on. Um, and I mean, one of the biggest things about it is that we're building our network doing this, which is what we talk to you guys about all the time, like finding our tribe and all that stuff. Like this is the best way to meet people. <laughs> so yeah. it gives you an excuse to, you know, it's not just like a, Hey, can I pick your brain kind of thing? It's, Hey, come on the podcast. We both get something out of it. It works out for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's, 
It's been a really um, inspiring journey as we've met and heard so many stories. I think the key takeaways, um, if you're new to our show and are just watching us right now for the first time, season seven, we started this podcast um, 2017, March. No. Oh, sorry, Wait, 17. 19. Oh my God, 19. <laughs> Let's uh, edit that. 2019, um, yeah. I think it was like a March release. I remember it was springtime because we the idea started in like end of November of 2018, but mm. we were fully able to launch because we did preparation for a couple months and yeah we were able to launch then and um our show is geared towards the independent filmmaker who's at our level or maybe like definitely a bit more advanced even who wants to hear from other filmmakers that are working in, in the current environment and and independently and um and so we try to bring on guests who are just like working at a kicking butt um making inspiring work uh, we are passionate about lifting up the voices of women in the industry and the underrepresented voices out there. So um, that's what we're really passionate about on this podcast. And I think where I was going is if you're new, like that is what we try to tackle on here. It's like, you know, we, we bring on people who have had years and years of success. Actually, that's been a lot of that recently because I think also those are stories that are really awesome to hear. Well, everybody's got to start somewhere, right? So even the people yeah. that are like totally studio level professionals working all the time, like they all started somewhere. So it's great to hear how they even got from A to B. Exactly. So um, I think... It's been fun to do a mix, and but we have been really um, inspired by now our grand friends, as we call them, and we actually we might see Sabine, I think, at this I month. Hope We're so, hoping yeah. to. If you guys remember Sabine, I can't, I'm going to butcher her last name, so don't even start with a K. <laughs> I'm not going to try and butcher it right now, but you know, it's awesome to have those opportunities now to to see working artists who are coming to LA or we go to New York. Um, so that's been fun, but that's that's what we're building here is that network of people and hearing how they're doing it right now. And, mm -hmm. and even through this time, it's been great to still see so much positivity um, of people finding work and doing yeah, it. Yeah, we've talked about that with a lot of our most recent guests, you know, of like, well, there's yeah. still work to be had. There's still things to do. Like, and I mean, we felt that, you know, through yeah. quarantine, like there's definitely been some times where it's like, okay, what am I going to do? Watch another season of something. But it's like, no, there, yeah. there's so much work to still be done. And even if we're not out there like physically filming, we're still working all the time. Yeah. Um, to, to be real, like my creativity has like plummeted on, on the writing level. I think with the podcast that I've found ways to like work through that and still be creative and in the business, mm -hmm. but I've like lost my, my job because of everything going on and like some personal things. Um, and, and it's been so great. I think this last couple of weeks have started to feel that energy again, and that's going to happen. Like mm -hmm. burnouts are going to happen. We talk about it on the show too. There's been some really amazing guests. Shout out to Corey McComb, who just released his book. Um, we had him on the show to speak on creativity and how to keep that fire burning, especially like what leads to burnouts and, mm -hmm. and stuff. So he just, his book just came out. So shout out to him. But yeah, for me, that definitely um, happened. And I think it happened to a lot of people, but 
you know, um, right now it's exciting because I'm like, this is a perfect time though to be writing, you know, mm-hmm. because of COVID. That's the safest thing I can do right now too. Yeah. And, uh, and then prep for the future because I still believe we're going to be able to navigate through this in a safe way and still be able to film and not use AI robots for everything. Yeah. Okay. AI robots. Like, can we talk about this? Yeah. Let's like, definitely have, have a little moment. Straight up bullshit. Like, <laughs> we, okay. First of all, let me tell you guys something about me. Um, I'm a conspiracy theorist and I am positive that robots are going to take over the world at some point. So I'm already terrified by this. <laughs> But also, like, come on, there are thousands of actors. I mean, there's probably millions, but thousands of actually good ones, to be honest. Okay, and <laughs> we don't need robots to do our job. It is absolutely insane. Like, the fact, so annoying. I guess it's cool that they can create that, but it's not necessary. It's really not. And if it becomes a thing beyond this, like, one influencer, AI, robot, whatever, like, I'm going to revolt. <laughs> right there with you, marching with a sign. Um, I totally feel the same way, Tessa. It's, it's just as an actor or director, you, you like. I mean, there's tons of times you have to like shoot without the person, but I feel like that's the beautiful thing about filmmaking is it's being in person with someone real and mm-hmm. like being able to work off one another and feel each other's energies yeah. and like. The fuck you gonna do that with a robot? Like, I mean, even if they just use them as stand-ins, you know, like yeah. not an actual like performance, it's that's gonna put so many people out of jobs that that's what they do. You know, it's like it just. I think it's just unfair to an yeah. artist who who like you know again if you're new to the show, Tessa and I are actors first. That's that's where our background. So we're very passionate about keeping our people in work, <laughs> and and if you're new, like. I think it's amazing to embrace new technology out there. We talk about new media on this show. And uh, can we just, Quibi failed, Quibi failed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I know like some people are, yeah, whatever. Um, We just, we just didn't think that was going to work and it didn't. So RIP Quibi. Um, (laughs) Let's have a moment of silence. Don't hire robots, hire humans. (laughs) Yeah. That's where we're going. I mean, just in, in life in general, don't hire robots. <laughs> Do we want to go extinct? I mean, come on, people. I, speaking of casting, that makes me think of something I want to talk about in this episode, too. Okay. Um, so our last episode was with Vita. If you haven't listened, go back and check her out. Um, but she talked a lot about being cast like for her race and the kind of roles that she was getting for that. And Carolina, you had brought up just a little bit, and I really want to dive into that more because I know yeah. a lot of people are probably experiencing that too. Yeah, no, thank you. I totally forgot about that. That was, um, we just ran out of time. And, uh, so about me, I'm half Polish, half Colombian, and it's, you know, the hot thing right now is to be able to go out for yeah, multi-racial mm-hmm. roles. Ethnically ambiguous. Thank you. That's why I was like, what's the term? That <laughs> Ethnically ambiguous. Yes. And like, I, I'm like, oh my God, finally, you know, that is something I can really submit for. I really feel like as my identity, which can be like a mix, I, I, I feel really mixed at heart. Like I feel half and half with my, with my upbringing. Um, and so I'm like, great, yes, I'm going to go for these roles. And it's just been really hard with a, currently with my commercial agents, all they do is sign, um, 
give me Latinx roles and I just think if casting's looking for the real Latina at heart, um, no, it's not happening. Like, it's quite for that. Like, thank you. I'm like, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't the right card. <laughs> like I'm, and I, I haven't been able to book anything for that. And it's been really frustrating because, um, I do feel like in a lot of ways I can give the Latina flavor, but, um, and, uh, I'm just, I don't look that and it's like annoying because I feel one that I feel pigeonholed and then I don't feel represented. Mm -hmm. So ethnically ambiguous, what is that? I feel like that's something that's still like, that isn't a role that I see really casted because I'm still going to either go into the category of white or mm -hmm. Latina, you know? Well, I think the thing is like, <laughs> you know, the idea is to create more diversity on screen, but it's like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't want to see the token Mexican. Like we want to see actual Latin people, you know? And right. it's just like, if you have a commercial with people of, you know, various skin tones, but they're like extremely, you know, one, one thing or another, you're still, you're still not right. opening up the diversity. I think you're still putting them in boxes. Exactly. You're not showing people with who they actually are, you know? Yeah. It, that was perfectly Yeah, said. exactly. So, I mean, I still think that's a hot um, topic that still needs to be worked on. And, mm -hmm. and what I loved about Vita is that she really spoke to her agent about that. I think she really tried to be like, Hey, can you give me some other roles here? Or she, and she started to see, you know, that her race wasn't just used as a stereotype and in that way it is. That's, that's really great. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's also your job as the actor, like I need to go back now to my agents and be like, yeah, hey, so <laughs> can we give me some other roles here? Because <laughs> just because my name is Carolina Alvarez. My friend, okay, my friend Jason always makes fun of me because he'll hear me slate and he's like, oh, you know, I hear you when you're playing, you're going for a lot Latino role because all of a sudden you go from Carolina Alvarez to Carolina Alvarez and I'm like, Yep. Bring <laughs> it in, Carol. <laughs> it's because I look white as hell. Like, I have to sell it. And I'm like, I shouldn't have to try to be yeah. who I am. <laughs> well, that brings up another interesting topic, too, is, like, do we, as actors, take advantage of the work that we're given if it's not really who we are? You know what I mean? Like, I get sent out for a lot of ethnically ambiguous roles. And, like, I'm Italian. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm white as hell. Like, you know, but it's, like, it's work. I don't want to say no to it. Yeah. But it sucks because it should be going to someone who actually is that. You know what I mean? It's, like, there was that whole conversation about, I forget which show it was, but it was a black character. Like, the animated version was black, but the person who was voicing it was white. And they felt bad about that, and they quit the show. And it's, like... You know, what, how, how, I don't know, how do you feel about that? I don't even know how I feel about it, to be that's, honest. That's really hard. Because yeah. I feel like we live, live and breathe the acting scene. It, mm -hmm. It's just so hard. Um, I mean, I think for casting, it's kind of, you know, it's on them. They should be casting. But as an actor, if I'm, if I'm offered that, like, it's work, you know? Especially right. if I'm not already successful and, like, can really pick and choose. I feel like you... I, I always take it back, like, feel it in your gut. Mm -hmm. Like, if you feel just off or wrong about it, it's, you know, your performance is going to be affected. Mm -hmm. And 
I agree. I think casting needs to really like they're in charge of that. But if it's just straight up racist, like you're gonna feel right. that. As well. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna just know. And I think then at the end of the day, you're, you're gonna make the right call or should make the right call. You know, based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because sure, I know like a voice acting. That's I think you can get by a little bit because we all. If you're a voice actor, you're trained to play dialects and accents and mm-hmm. do a bunch of things. So I think you get a little leeway there. But, you know, with other things, it's just like, okay, feel like, am I really going to deliver this performance and, and give that that background to the person? Um, the uh, What's the word? Um, give them the best performance, the, be- the best authentic performance that mm-hmm. you can because you resonate with that. Because there's different elements. You're like, wow, this story, I really resonate with it. And maybe the the race is mixed or something. But, yeah. you know, if it works, you feel like you can really deliver. I feel like that's just something you have to feel. As of now. You know, that's how I feel right now about it. It's different. I haven't yet been presented. I'm just, I feel a little, I feel conflicted. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if they're going to give me, like, a super Latina role, I feel like I, I understand a bit of that world to dive in but I will feel weird if they're like trying to go for something token because yeah I'm not and that's just something I think I'm gonna have to battle for the rest of time because that's something I've always struggled with like where do I fall like in musical theater that's where I really began and there were just very set roles you will know that about Broadway it's about operas they're very set and so I was like I don't feel like I resonate with any of them. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. Um, like maybe Eva Baron from Evita, she was white as hell. So like that is probably where I'm at because yeah, West Side Story, I wanted to play all those Latino roles and I'm just never gonna get there probably. So I'm just too white. So I think that's smart <laughs> though in general is to follow your gut. Like that is really a good rule of thumb because there's so many things that it's like you know, for instance, on your actor's access profile, which for those of you that might not be in LA or, or actors, it's just, you know, an online profile where you have your resume up and all your specs and all that stuff and you get auditions from. But, you know, there's boxes to check of like, will you cut your hair? Will you do nudity? Like all those things that it's like, well, it depends on the project. Yeah. You know, it depends on much you getting paid. It depends on how much I believe in the project. And so, oh, you know, I'm not cutting my hair for like anything. <laughs> I have this is this is virgin. She has not been cut to here. She's not been dyed. So yeah, I'm like that's how I feel. Yeah. Like I really use that rule of thumb for like anything. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Like it, it's a we have to. I think we have to value ourselves as that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's some people don't, and that's fine. You know, like you will do your you will cut your hair for any role. That's amazing. You do you boo. I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm like, what are you paying me? What's it for? Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's not about to do that. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, trust your gut, I think, with with anything is a good rule of thumb. I think that's that's so key, so important. Plus, I mean, and we could take this even further, and we won't get into this very deeply, but, you know, the whole Me Too movement. Like, that's another thing that it's like... Actually, let's get into that because that was okay. segue the next thing that okay. I know I really wanted to talk Perfect. about. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, if you, yeah. you know, if you're meeting with someone and it doesn't feel right, and I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be sexual either, but you know, whatever the premise is, if it doesn't feel right, don't, don't do, it. do it. Your gut will always be right. Um, 
Yeah, Tess and I, I was telling Tessa, we should, we should bring this up because even with the Me Too movement, there's still some shady shit happening. Mm -hmm. Like, and that doesn't mean just on the actor scale, that means production too. If you're getting hired for a job, there are some shady motherfuckers out there. And um, should I do like a clean version? There's some <laughs> shady people out there and you need to be aware of them because it's still mm -hmm. happening. Um, and I just recently went through something and I wanted to share it on the show because I, again, we have this platform and I would hate for anyone to to go through something and <laughs> and lose money or worse. Um, so I I was con we were contacted for a production assistant position and currently right now because we're kind of we're not filming anything and I just want to live and breathe production as like as much as I can to to make a living. I was like I'm really hunting for any extra production type roles. Like that's that's where I am right now. Um, and so, yeah, when we got this email, um, that just like kind of broke down with the pay and a little bit about the project was, I will say it was from an Adam Morgan in case anyone receives an email from this gentleman who's not a gentleman, um, <laughs> to be aware, um, he, you know, I, I followed up with him personally, then for my, my personal account because Tess and I discussed it and she's like, yeah, I know you're trying to do that. So I'm like, great. So I went and applied and then he um, sent back a very detailed like email of who he was, what he's working on, what he's been doing and how he operates. And I was like, oh, this is good sign because <laughs> I have I've worked with some people before where it's like got to pull teeth to get mm -hmm. some information and those projects we've just learned to like sign off of and we're like, we're not going to work with this person. Like it's just not worth our time. Cause, um, when we, how we love to operate is being so specific, so detailed, giving more information than not. Yeah. And, and that's how we, how we like to roll. So with him, I was like, Oh, okay, this is good. This is good. And we looked up the company that he said he worked for and it was an actual legitimate company. So he's clearly, you know, doing this by using, real companies to make himself look legitimate. Exactly. So I was like, you know, always do background checks if you can. Use LinkedIn. If you have LinkedIn Premium, go look at the people. Make sure they are on listed under the company, which I tried to do. And he didn't come up. And I was like, okay, I know, like, I'm not going to be listed under this company. Like, what if he's an independent hire? That's where my mind went. But I was like, okay, the company though is legitimate. And he broke down that he would hire me for pre-production for the first week. And if then we would have a meeting, reevaluate my performance. And if I did well, he would hire me for the five days the film was going to shoot. So I was like, oh, that's smart too. Because like, how do you know that I'm going to do a good job too? Like without, yeah, any references personally from him or whatever. So... I was like, okay, that makes sense. And and then here's where they get you. They say, um, you know, he said that he would pay me for pre-production along with um, money that he would send a check that would include my my pay up front for the week of pre-production plus money to use for renting equipment, etc. So that, like what this is where check fraud happens. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, y'all, that I didn't see this like glaring at me with the red lights. 
but um, I don't know why I just went there, <laughs> um, but she did. And and I, I just, I've never dealt with check fraud or know anything about it, but I was like, okay. Um, uh, he, so finally he sent me the check and that was on a Saturday. I went and deposit in my bank, um, flagged it kind of, and was like, it was on hold for seven days. That's what a little notice printed. I showed him that it was like through text and he was like, I was like, where, where are we going to go from here? Because I can't start production without that right. <laughs> pre-production and duh. Um, and he was like, okay, I will get back to you on Monday with like instructions. So I'm like, okay, cause this is not my problem. <laughs> so Monday came, followed up with him, didn't hear anything. Tuesday came, followed up with him, didn't hear anything. I was like, okay, something's weird. Mm -hmm. Like I, you're paying me to work this week. So any legitimate production that doesn't happen, you don't just hang out. I mean, right. Like without anything, you know, so um yeah sure enough i i dealt with um my bank on wednesday thank god i you know they nothing i didn't lose my money because i didn't spend it but still it, it was a very terrifying thing because they did deduct me like out of safety reasons um five grand so um luckily yeah i didn't like go and spend that money or anything and you know it all ended up working out but for anyone who hasn't experienced that, you know, what they typically will do is then if the check doesn't bounce or get flagged right away, like mine did, they, it'll go into your account and then they'll tell you like, Hey, can you spend, send this person money for equipment and this, and then next thing you know, a week or two later, that check bounces and guess who's out five grand. It's you, not them because you were using that money. So that's, and at that point, you can't get it back. Like, yeah, because if, there, if, if a check is deposited and no money really goes anywhere, the bank will help you out with that. They'll be like, okay, we'll cancel this. But if you spend that money, then you owe the bank. That's on right. you. And um, that it, it just, it really, I was really upset because I know the current climate right now, as again, we're talking, there's, there's, Work's happening, but it's really not popping right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and it, there's a limited amount happening. And I'm sure there's so many people in our position where you're hungry for work, you want you want to do it, and and something like this happens, and you see this is such a great opportunity, you're excited, and and then you know it ends up being fraud, and it's like just make sure. My point is just make sure you are doing all this background because. I know it's sad that people are, are taking advantage of people who want to do work. And I'm so mad at Baker <laughs> who was giving me shit like, oh, you've never met the guy. There's no such thing as free money. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to, I'm, I was working for this money. Like, right. And it's, it happens to a lot. Of, I mean, I know all kinds of fraud happens to a lot of people, but like, professional people who do this for a living like we've reached out to our network and warned people and so many people came back saying that they've gone through the same thing or know somebody that has so it's it's easy to get convinced that yeah. these, you know these they, 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 it was thank you to if anyone who's on the show that responded to those emails or message boards that were you know didn't make me feel like shit and like understood the situation they were like they were very kind. They said the same thing that they they've been through it, or they mm -hmm. like they understand why it seems so legitimate. 
um, because it just, all the details were there. It sounded really professional. Yeah. I did the digging and, and then I did some more digging and, and I also like, yeah, found that some other person on some random New York film blog said that they saw, they had the guy's name and another film company, which is what Tessa was saying, was these people are using other production yeah. companies as, and the check that I even got had the company name on it. So it's like, I guess anyone can stamp a, a logo on a check, yeah. right? And and there you go. You, again, you think, oh, but um, never accept priority at like next day checks. They're probably fraud. Go to your teller. Like, don't go to an ATM. Like, because also, I think if I had gone in and versus an ATM, I was just in a rush that day, and that's what he told me to do. Um, I think they would have caught it on too. So even well, if you get a check. Yeah, trends. the banks know these things. They've seen fraud checks. You know, most of us have not dealt with that. How would you know that that's a thing? So, so yeah, just to be safe, like go, don't go to the ATM. Go to the teller, and I think that will also give you a safety net. I would, I would encourage that. And I guess to circle back to our our Me Too movement, like also, which was my first real red flag after I'd signed the contract, we went over the check process. He asked me um, to to set up for our our meeting that I said yeah. would happen at the end of production week at a motel, y'all. And I was like, not even a hotel with like an actual like you know conference room or bar or anything like that. A motel. And I was like, is he out of his mind? Like we don't we don't do hotels. We certainly don't do motels. <laughs> um, and it was a little creepy because it was seven minutes away from where I live and I don't live in the best area of LA at the moment. So I was just like, uh, what? So I, you know, always, you know, assert yourself in these situations. And I did. And I responded like respectfully, no, <laughs> like, can we meet? And I gave it a public location. Um, and that, you know, that this is when then he kind of fell off and didn't stop responding to me because of the whole check thing. But that was also, that was also what also got in me, like something feels a little off because I'm sure it even happens. That's what Tess and I wanted to talk about. It still like happens. And if anyone, I've been through some things, I think Tess has been through some things, you know, nothing dangerous, but like prior to the Me Too movement too, mm -hmm. like you're young, you're in Hollywood, you want opportunity and sometimes you're a little nervous when you're you're thinking you're given like a really good opportunity. You can't help but be like, okay, like I'll be safe. Like I'm not going to do anything weird. And it just, it amazes me that, you know, yeah. it can still happen. <laughs> well, I think sometimes people too don't really think about like the situation they're putting other people in, you know, like I've gotten auditions where it's been at someone's apartment mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, I get it. You don't want to spend the money and they're perfectly fine people, but like, no, you can't expect people to, to go to your apartment because they don't know what's going to happen, you know? So ladies, if stuff like that happens to you, respectfully say, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable with that because it's, if the other person can't understand that, then you don't need to be working with them anyway. Even if they had no bad intentions whatsoever, if they can't respect you for that, you, you don't need to work with them. Well said. Yeah, I, that's, that's really it. That's it. That's all you need to do, ladies. And men, like, just, I think we need to be more conscious of the situation we're putting anyone in. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, if, if it's been a couple meetings, you guys have that great working relationship, 
fine, you're comfortable. Like that's different, but especially you don't know the person, you gotta take that extra precaution and, and yeah. keep it professional. That's what we're all trying. I think in the entertainment industry, like lines can kind of get blurred because mm -hmm. we're just, it's creative, it's, it's inventive. We all like do the weird things, but at the same time we're business. So I know yeah. we're not like, we don't operate quite always like corporate, but I think sometimes we need to enforce certain guidelines because oftentimes they aren't and then that's why these things happen. So I think it's, it's, it's interesting because it's definitely, I feel sometimes the way we do things is a little bit, not the way like a corporation mm -hmm. would maybe even handle things. But I think you're right. We need to like stay professional, trust your gut, be respectful on yeah. both sides. Like it's, it's really, it's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. But it, it isn't though. Like I think you just sometimes like in the moment you want to trust your gut, but then you're mm -hmm. like, but oh my God, like if, especially you've never done that before, you know, you can get, you can feel like weird or nervous or scared to like upset someone, but don't like, again, like what Tessa said, if they get upset, they're not working with like, and you're saving yourself. You're totally saving yourself. Um, because what if it's not something that happens there, but then later on, mm -hmm. because if a person respects you, they just wouldn't do like, they wouldn't offer something like that. So, you know, like, you know, it could be also something that happens down the line, you know? So we just stay safe guys. Um, you know, the COVIDs aren't just out to get you. Yeah, but also stay safe with wear your mask. But seriously, guys, like, yeah, we just want to keep you guys safe and we want to share our experiences. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's why we started this show. So, yeah, just stay safe, stay inspired through all of this. I know, I'm like, we need to, like, end it on, a, like, a happier note than this. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, so we really wanted to cover that because, again, we're here to we have, share our experiences. So I love that. And like I said, right now I'm excited. I feel like I have a really fun writing bug caught up. Um, I, we're excited to wrap up the year with mm -hmm. some, some fun guests that we're excited about. And, uh, we're really excited to have had Quasar on and do that whole lighting demo, which again, if you want to see the lighting demo, sign up to our Patreon. Um, thank you. Thank you again to our patrons who yeah. have subscribed and donated. Yes. Um, it is a donation subscription base and that money is really helpful for the unemployed and helping us continue to to do highlight episodes like that and film in a professional studio. I feel like our studio today <laughs> may shift by yours truly. What you do in quarantine? What you do? Um, no, uh, so like to have those special moments, it's been, it's, it's really helped us and given us some peace of mind that we can continue to operate and and not worry about the added expenses and and we're just excited to keep um keep going yeah going absolutely yeah so thank you guys and we'll see you for the rest of the season with some more awesome special guests yes yes and um please subscribe rate again those ratings really help us mm -hmm. so Feel free to write about, you know, our good girls. And, and tell your friends. And tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Besitos. See you next time. See you next time. 
for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 